Pick your poison, drink it down. The witching hour is coming round. Hocus pocus, Alcazar. Transformation is quick at hand. Freaking chill, your blood runs colder. All through the end of October. It had been a year since that terrible accident. The night that Charlie's wife had died. They had been coming home from a Halloween party when an 18-wheeler came out of nowhere. And they went crashing into a creek nearby. Nobody ever saw what happened to that truck. It's just like it had vanished into thin air. Or maybe perhaps the truck was just going so fast that it had took off before anybody could get there. Charlie's wife, she drowned in that accident. He tried all he could that night to try to get her out of there, but there was just nothing he could do. And so he had to leave. As the year passed, Charlie pretty much kept to himself. He stayed home all the time, pretty much quit working, which he didn't really have to worry too much about. He had a settlement from an accident that he had whenever he was in his 20s. So that pretty much would keep him afloat, even without working. But the strange thing was is that Charlie's neighbors, they were always concerned about him and his family. Like if they hadn't seen him for a couple of days, they would literally come knock on the door and ask how they were doing. But the funny thing was is that after his wife passed away, he didn't even get so much as a condolence from anybody. It kind of troubled him, but he was so grief-stricken that he didn't even let it bother him. He never said anything to anybody. Barely even walked past his porch. Every morning he would go out, have his cup of coffee, sit there for about an hour. People would pass by and wouldn't even say anything. To Charlie, he just chalked it up as people blaming him for the death of his wife. The year had passed and it came time for the Halloween celebrations once again. The decorations coming out on everybody's porches and front lawns. The kids finding their costumes of angels and devils and ghosts and aliens and Frankensteins. And as for Charlie, he wasn't really into the Halloween spirit. It was mostly his wife's idea for putting out stuff. He liked the holiday, but he just really wasn't into the decorations and all that like she was. This year, he tried to put out a few things. He put out some pumpkins and tried to string up some lights. But no matter what, it was kind of funny because he would try to turn on the lights, but they never would come on. Every now and then, there would be a flicker, and they'd come on for a while. Then he'd see a power truck pass by, and a few minutes later, they'd go off again. It was a weird occurrence because it only happened a few times throughout the whole month. October 31st, the night of Halloween and the one-year anniversary of his wife's death. He really wasn't feeling much up to it, but Charlie decided that he was going to put out some candy and have trick-or-treaters come by and hand that out. Just for old times' sake, just to, in honor of his wife's memory. He sat there and sat there, and children passed up and down the road, but they just didn't seem to stop. This really confused him. So around close to 9 o'clock, Charlie had given up. He turned off his lights, and he was going to head to bed. It was around probably midnight. He heard a loud noise. Charlie walked down the stairs of his two-story house and walked into his living room. There he saw 
a couple of kids. Apparently they had jarred open one of the windows and crawled in. He asked them what they were doing in his house. And the kids, they just kind of ignored him and started looking around every place. This infuriated Charlie. He, was, he couldn't understand how kids could be so disrespectful. So he asked again with a little bit more tone to his voice. Still, no answer. Finally, he was enraged, and he yelled at him, What are you doing doing in my house? house? That's when one of the kids turned, and they looked at Charlie's direction. A bit confused, but they still looked in the direction for a few seconds, and then just kind of shrugged their shoulders and turned and went about their business looking around the room and going into the other room. Now, Charlie, he he was baffled by this, and so he followed them into the next room. And that's when he responded with, if you kids don't get out of my house right now, I am calling the cops. Still, they ignored him. Charlie, you could see his face get red with anger. Next to him was a little table with a lamp on it. He was so furious at this point that he wasn't even... He didn't really care that they were kids anymore standing before him. He grabbed the lamp and slung it against the wall and said, What are you doing in my house? With the lamp crashing against the wall and busting into pieces, the kids jumped. They turned and seen the lamp. That is when one of the boys that was in the group responded, Nah, man, I, I, I told you about this. I told you this was a bad idea. We shouldn't be in here. It kind of gave Charlie a little hope that maybe all the kids weren't so bad. And so he kind of settled down and he responded with, I'm sorry for being angry, but you have broken into my house and ignored me every time I spoke. It baffled Charlie because he couldn't understand why they continued their conversation with each other. One of the other kids Responded with, Ah, oh, you're crazy. There's no problem with us being here. I mean, who's to stop us? This time, Charlie had had enough. He went for the kids. He grabbed one by his shirt and yanked him back. And the kid went crashing into a nearby chair. His friends, they looked at it in horror as they saw their friend sitting on the ground feet away from where he was once standing. Charlie, with anger in his voice, was like, I I don't want to hurt any kids, but you're enforcing me to. Now why are you in my house? That's when one of the kids looked at a mirror that was hanging on the wall. In the mirror was him and another kid that was still standing next to him. And next to him, they could see Charlie. That's when they finally acknowledged him. But it was with pure fear and terror in their voices as they spoke. No, you're not supposed to be here. Charlie asked. What is that supposed to be? This is my house. Then the lights, they started flickering on and off. This kind of snapped Charlie a little bit out of it as he could not understand why the lights were doing it as well. The kids, they started to panic. The one boy was sitting there begging and pleading for for them to go. Charlie just stood there, not knowing if he was going to actually let them walk out of his house after all that or call the cops for them breaking and entering. The boy that had been thrown to the ground, had jumped up and ran for the front door. and He tried and tried, but couldn't get the door to unlock. It was as if something was holding the lock there. It went through Charlie's mind that he could not allow the two boys that remained to escape, that they must be punished, that they must be arrested. He went over to the phone, and as he picked it up, no matter what he pushed, he could not get a signal. Slamming the phone against the floor, it made a crashing sound. 
And the boys started pleading for their lives. Please don't kill us. We're sorry for entering your home. At this point, Charlie had just pretty much given up on trying to be nice to these kids. After all, they had broken into his home. They had ignored him, ignored his warnings and everything else. But still, they were just children. And with ease, he finally let go of the anger and he stepped aside. The boy at the door was able to unlock it and he quickly made his way out the door, leaving his two friends behind, who didn't stick around for much longer. As the two kids ran towards the door, one of them could be heard saying, I knew this place was haunted. I told you guys. Now we've upset it. his ghost. Charlie was baffled by that. As Charlie went to the door, he shut it, locked it, and was ready to go to bed, hoping to forget the ordeal, even though it plagued in his mind what they meant by the place being haunted. He had lived there for a year after his wife passed and didn't seem anything out of place. It wasn't until he turned around that he noticed that his house had been different. Instead of the nice upkept place that was once there, there now was very little furniture and the furniture that was left there was covered in spider webs and dust. He walked across the room into the room that he was in, that he had smashed the lamp in. And that's when he noticed that it too had been run down, dusty, full of spider webs. He looked in the mirror and he seen that of himself, but paler. And on a table underneath the mirror, he looked down and seen a piece of paper. It was a paper that he had laid down there days after his wife had passed away. It was her obituary. He sat there and looked at it and read it. But this time, he noticed something that he had not paid attention to before. Alongside her name in passing at the accident was his name. you enjoyed that little story that I came up with at the beginning of this episode. Something that I just came up with off the top of my head. I wasn't planning on anything too scary or anything like that. So I kind of held back on what the story could have been. But hope you enjoyed it just the same. And before we go any further, I want to also say that thank you for joining me on this second episode of Thoughts of a Crazy Man. For those that don't know, majority of everything that's going to go on in any of my podcasts is pretty much off the top of my head, my thoughts on the topics that we speak about. And I know that it's been a while since I put out the first episode, but, you know, as they say, life gets in the way. I had to take care of some personal stuff, and but here we are, or here I am, and there you are. Something like that. <laughs> anyways, and no, I'm not going to get back into that anyways business. Anyways. Fool this man! <laughs> I do want to say thank you for that. I had another topic at hand that was going to be for the second episode, but because everything got so mixed up and we got into October before I could 
get it out there, I decided that I would record something a little bit more for this season. I mean, October is the season of Halloween. Halloween being everything that goes bump in the night. But this episode is not going to be strictly based off of Halloween. Halloween just happens to be what inspired the topic of this episode. And that is pretty much ghost hauntings, paranormal type stuff. And I'm going to mention a few places that are haunted around the country and around the world. And give a little bit about a few of my experiences as well. But I will say a little bit about Halloween before we get into that. I know, I know. I'm rambling on. (laughs) But Halloween, it is definitely different than what its origins were. I mean, today it's pretty much become an industry of corporations trying to sell stuff. But that's not where it all started. Many believe that the true origins of Halloween comes from the Celtic festivals back thousands of years ago known as Sowin or Sawin and as pretty much their New Year's. It's where they believe that that this time of year was when the veil between the living and the dead were closer together and could interact with each other. And that the new year began the harvesting and they would gather everything for the winter months. And this pretty much was around different European countries, including Ireland, Wales, Scotland. And eventually it would run around until we get to where we are now. Now, if you want to base the origins on the pastoral calendar, Samhain celebrations uh, probably were, they probably started those in Ireland some 2,500 years ago. But that's pretty much where most of everything began. Now, every culture has its own little celebrations that has to do with the dead and whatnot. And before we go any further, I know that if I speak on anything or any place, I'm probably going to mess up some names and whatnot. So I will apologize now and I will let you know that I will be messing up. But yeah, uh, anyways, yes, I said anyways. Fool this man! (laughs) You have everything from Mexico's Day of the Dead to China's Tomb Sweeping Day, which is also known as Qingming Festival or Qingming Festival. Most English-speaking people just call it Tomb Sweeping Day, which is a tradition that is in traditional China that basically what they would do is they go in and it usually took place around spring equinox where families would go into the tombs of their ancestors and clean the grave sites and pray for their ancestors and make different offerings and whatnot. I just like to have brought that up because of the fact that I'm going to be honest, I did not know that that was a festival until I started doing research on But But, uh, yeah, that is what brought me to the topic because of the fact that Halloween, even though people have brought in more stuff as modern times come, I mean, you have, you don't just have people in costumes anymore of different rituals and stuff like that. I mean, most now nowadays you have everything from aliens to quote unquote sexy nurses and everything else. Whereas in All Hallows Eve was more or less about the living and the dead or mostly the dead, which brings us to the hauntings and ghosts and whatnot. And regardless of if you're religious or not, at some point, everybody has had their opinions about ghosts. I mean, there's many religions that believes that there's no such things as ghosts, that what we're seeing and hearing and whatnot is that of demons and malicious spirits that 
or doing things that try to trick us and to make us do things that we shouldn't be doing. The Roman Catholics, they believe that that when a person dies, that a spirit goes to heaven, hell, or whatnot. And that ghost, as I said, were not spirits of the dead, but malevolent spirits or demons. You have Jehovah's Witnesses that they believe in a very similar fashion that demons and unclean spirits are what we actually see and not act the ghost or what have you of our dearly departed. You have Islam that they believe that once a person dies, they're, well, I actually, this one here, I kind of heard two different ways, but both of them believes in similar to the Catholics where the spirit no longer remains to interact with people. And that in their religion, that something was instead of a, they have something called a jinn which is supposed to be a, a creature that lives in a parallel world from the rest of us. And they take different forms to try to trick us into thinking that, that they are the ghost of our loved ones. Now, in Judaism, from my understanding, is that the spirit is, breaks off into three different sections. One goes to heaven, one stays with the physical body for a while until it slowly disappears, and the other remains buried with the body forever. They, too, have a so-called demon that is supposed to be able to possess people and whatnot, called a dibuk. In Buddhism, now, they actually do believe, in my research, and as I always say, you can... Go ahead and correct me if I'm wrong. As long as you be respectful, I'm okay with that. But from my research, they do believe in ghosts and that a person is reincarnated into a ghost to get rid of bad karma and whatnot. And also Hinduism, they also believe that there are ghosts. And like I said, it's not just a religious thing. I mean... You don't necessarily have to be religious to believe in ghosts or what have you. Me, personally, I will never try to tell somebody what is or isn't because at the end of the day, I truthfully don't know. I can tell you what I believe and what I follow, but I can't sit there and with 100% accuracy tell you what is. But I do believe that there are higher powers and that there are different planes of existence now if it's ghost or whatnot that's a whole nother story now the thing is about ghosts is that what is their purpose why are they here if if we are to say that ghosts exist and that they go around different places and whatnot why was their purpose and will they forever be what they are or will they move on to a different existence? Many people will sit there and say that ghosts don't exist and that anything that you see and hear is probably residual. You have places that are built on deposits of limestone and Many believe that limestone is like a natural recorder of history. That things that happened in that area has been, the energy from those events have been recorded into the limestone. And that's where you get a lot of paranormal activity. And no, not the movie. Or movies, I should say, because then they make like a dozen of those things. I don't know, I I watched one, fell asleep through it, and that was the end of it. But anyways, <laughs> yes, I said anyways. <laughs> and that could be possible for a lot of situations. Who knows, I mean, it, it. there's just so much that we as humans do not understand or do not know, and we may never know. All we can do is take our faith in what we believe in and 
hope that we're correct on our assumptions. But then there comes the different aspects of what is a ghost, what is a haunting, and whatnot. It is possible that the limestone does record a lot of stuff, and that's where we get a lot of activities that don't seem intelligent or does seem like a recording. Like when people claim that at the exact same time every day or every other day or whatever, something specifically happens. Like a person appears, does something, and then disappears, which is a residual effect. But that doesn't explain a lot of uh, of hauntings and ghost stories where people have been touched and actually had responses to questions they've asked or thoughts that they've had out loud. And that is why I think that there is a possibility that regardless if you want to believe it's ghosts or demons or whatnot, there is something there that is communicating with you. And that is one of the things that uh, has always pondered in my mind about different things. Growing up, I don't know if any of you've ever had that experience where you were you were sitting alone, or not even necessarily alone, but you were somewhere quiet, nobody was talking, but you've heard people say your name. Like when I was younger, whenever I was a kid, up until I probably got into middle school, I always went by my middle name. And there has been plenty of times where in the past, not so much since I've gotten older, but when I was younger, I, I'd sit there, everything be quiet, and I'd swear somebody would sit there and call me by my middle name. Now, if that was just a trick of the mind, or if it just happened to be a noise that sounded like somebody saying my name, that that is possible, I suppose. But whenever you hear your name being clearly called out, then it's kind of hard to say that that is what it was. I don't know if it was a ghost or anything else, but growing up in the house, especially the house that I lived in, there was a few occurrences where things that it could, it might not have been paranormal, but it didn't make no sense to where, especially at that time, you couldn't sit there and say one way or another if it was. I mean... I've had the house I grew up in. I had noises sounded like boxes falling or things falling out of the closet that shouldn't have fell. Such as, we'll take a example. This was back whenever my grandparents were still alive. Because for many that don't know, growing up, I I was pretty much raised by my dad and his parents. So one day I was in my room, sitting there doing what I normally do, just creating stuff. And so the layout of the house was that you had the living room, and then before you got to my room, you had like, because my room wasn't added on to the house, so you had a utility room, and then you had my room. So I was in my room, and it sounded like a box in the utility room had fell. I got up, went in there, looked, I didn't see anything out of place. So I decided to go into the living room and ask if anybody had come into the utility room and gotten something and just happened to get out there quickly before I had a chance to see, which was highly unlikely unless they, the Flash or Superman wanted to. But, I mean, you still have to ask just so you don't know that you're completely crazy. Shut up. (laughs) Uh... But uh, I went and asked, and they said, no, nah, they had been sitting there the whole time. Nobody moved. So to this day, I still don't know what that sound was. I've had curtains in my room that were... The, the way the curtains were in my room is that they had a little latch on them. In order for you to take the curtains down, you have to actually lift up on the little rod in order for it to come off. I've had that fall a couple of times. So the closet I had, between my stuff and clothes that belonged to others that they just didn't have room for in their space, 
it was pretty packed, but I've I had at least one incident that I remembered where clothes hanger that didn't have nothing on it just suddenly fall out of the closet. The way the closet was set up, in order for it to fall out, it would have to lift up off the, the little pole that we had in there, lift up off of it, and go at least two or three feet before exiting the closet. So to this day, I still do not know how that happened. But that was just one of many occasions. Uh, now, I will not say that I actually have ever seen a ghost or anything like that. Not unless they coming into my dreams, then that would be about the only way that I've ever seen a ghost. Which that is another thing, which I don't really want to bring up this top this in topic now because I have a I have an episode that I like to discuss more dealing with dreams and stuff like that later on. But I will mention that since we are talking about deceased people and whatnot, is that talking about not seeing ghosts in real life. The only time that I've ever seen somebody that was deceased that I remember has always been in my dreams. Like I've seen relatives that have passed away, like my grandparents and whatnot. And a few times since my dad had passed away, seen him. But that has been the extent of what I can say, honestly, has been the closest to seeing any type of ghost. But I have, as far as experiences go, stuff like that where where things that shouldn't or you wouldn't think could happen has happened and it's just a it's a weird thing because that was something that happened very frequently as I got older and uh now I will admit that I don't as stuff like that happening as I've gotten older so I don't know if it was the house in general if it was the area or maybe I just not in tune with what's around me as I was when I was a child and going into my teen. Well, don't really want to say it ended in my teen years because I lived at that house until I was in my 20s, even after my grandparents passed away. But uh, yeah, that that's been pretty much some of my experiences with paranormal or things that didn't make really a lot of sense. I don't know, maybe maybe a ghost followed me home from the hospital when I was born. I don't know. Cause, uh, so as many of you may know, is that I was born in a town in Mississippi called Biloxi. And I was born in the Biloxi Hospital, the old Biloxi Hospital before the one that used now. And... I don't remember when the hospital, the old hospital closed and the new one began, they began using it, but I believe it was probably maybe mid-80s. I just know that it was sometime probably at least a few years after I was born. But anyways, they they had different uh, experiences and stuff like that happen at that hospital that people talk about, which... The main one, which is mostly documented over anything else, was that apparently that there are, can only describe them as two little kids. They look to be, they look to be roughly about five to seven years old, about three feet tall. Now, if they are ghosts of kids, then, if they are ghosts, then yeah, they're kids, which that's another thing is that people will sit there and talk about demons and whatnot. And a big thing about demons is that in order to try to place sim- sympathy off of people, they will turn themselves to look like children or talk like children and whatnot. So who knows what these two spirits are that are that roam that building. But in any case, if we take them for what they are as if they are children, they do little mischievous things that, you know, kids that age would do. They, uh, you know, they, things like they would mess with the thermostats or have the elevator doors open and close on their own and the buttons being pushed whenever nobody's around. And there was always phantom giggles where you'd have, <laughs> you'd have patients complain to the staff asking them to 
tell the kids to keep it down, not knowing that there were no kids in that area. <laughs> One downfall to the whole thing is that you do not want to see these kids because if you do, you might not be with us much longer. Uh, some reports are is that like if you were ill and you were in the hospital and you seen these girls, then it wasn't too much longer after that the patient would pass away. Yeah, there were a few times that they claimed that the girls were helpful where it was unexplained, but apparently that there was times whenever the elevator's doors would swing open on their own to allow infant patients through and stuff like that. Now, it's unknown about where the girls came from originally. Some say that they were patients at the hospital and passed away, which nobody can find records of. But there's also a possibility that something happened to them on the playground that is nearby the hospital, and I guess their spirit went over to that hospital. There has been other reports of... Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that it comes from the girls, but there have been other reports of uh, more sinister type stuff where you had phantom screaming and just a uh, overbearing presence of like somebody crying or moaning and stuff. Uh, there, there was uh, now what was actually said. I have no idea because I couldn't find any reports on it, but people claiming that they'd hear what sounded like somebody whispering in their ear. But yeah, that was from the hospital that I was born in. So who knows? Maybe maybe something had followed me along the way through my childhood on that. And somewhere along the way, jumped off the wagon, off the train, or whatever you want to say. But that's pretty much my experience. And then there's a, another location in my hometown that was also reported to be haunted, which I never, funny thing is, is that growing up down there my whole life, I never did go to, but is the Bouval home down along the beachfront. It was a, the house was built back in the 1848. It was a plantation owner that owned the house, uh, James Brown. And somewhere's around the later half of the 1800s, Jefferson Davis and his family bought it and moved in. Of course, Jefferson Davis being the one and only uh, president of the Confederacy. Apparently, from my research, is that the home itself is haunted, and it's believed that it is Davis's uh, daughter, Winnie. Uh, she lived there until her death and somewhere around 1898. There's also reports of hauntings of different Confederate soldiers and whatnot because of the property itself. There is a section of it where many of the ones that lost their lives are buried on the property. They do have a little cemetery in that area. It's located, uh, they have roughly about 800 people buried there. So, <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's a good possibility that they uh have hauntings. <laughs> but talking about Jefferson's daughter Winnie, there's been plenty of uh eyewitness accounts of her standing in a window to I believe to be her bedroom looking out over the plantation. Now, regardless if it's actual real pictures or not, there has been Pictures taken where a few times they've actually caught what appears to be somebody looking through a window, and they believe that it is Winnie. There's been reports of uh, rocking chairs moving on their own, tablecloths being moved, people claiming to have been touched there and whatnot. But who actually is doing the touching and whatnot, that's another story. I mean, is it actually the ghost of Winnie or possibly even some of the Confederate soldiers that may be buried out there? Or is it possibly, as many believe, are demon-like creatures just pretending to be the deceased? But that is the two main areas in my hometown that ha that I know for sure that 
has had reports of paranormal activity. Now, if you want to go to the city next door to my hometown, there is the Rock and Roll Graveyard. I know, just a great name for a cemetery, ain't it? Go out there and rock and roll. <laughs> rock to your dead. Why they had that name, I have no idea. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> that one is a place where a lot of teenagers, I don't know about nowadays, but back many years ago, a place where a lot of teenagers decided to have a lot of their parties. And there has been different ghost sightings and what and experiences there as well. The most memorable one is a woman that is dressed in all white and apparently she's sitting there in a rocking chair. Maybe that's why they call it rock and roll graveyard. It's rocking and rolling. There's also been reports of that one of the uh, graveyard people, they apparently died in the graveyard. I no word on how they died, They, but apparently they died doing their job, digging graves and whatnot. His ghost will appear and will seem to be hitchhiking along the side of the road near the graveyard. And apparently, whenever people stop to see what he needs or wants, he'll sit there and tell them that he died and then just vanish. Uh... Reports of the, that the gates will open and shut on their own at the entrance of the place. Oh, and uh, I just got to thinking about that, uh, talking about my hometown. There is one other place. Uh, now, how true this is, I do not know. But apparently that there are, or there were before buildings got torn down, that there was paranormal activity at the Kiso Air Force Base. Apparently, you had one person hanged themselves and pretty much haunted the dorm area until the place was knocked down. There was reports of another one. There was nothing about how that person died, but apparently they would sit there and mess around with, like they they were more into going after the women uh, on the base than they were the men. And in the same case as the other one, it was after the building had been torn down that the activity had stopped. And there's just many places like that around the world. Uh, I mean, you go to different castles, especially around, especially in Europe and places like that. You'll hear of stories of seeing ghosts and other apparitions and whatnot. Now living in Tennessee, I've been kind of trying to do research about different places around here as well. And there was a Stone River National Battlefield where the Civil War battle had taken place for roughly a, roughly a month or so. And, of course, naturally, you, you have different places around the country where the Civil War battles took place that they have hauntings and people experience different things. And Stone River, it... Uh, it's no different. People have heard footsteps, and there was a incident where, during one of the reenactments, there was a rustling in the, around bushes or something, and one of the reenactors they, they thought maybe it was either somebody playing a part or just messing around, and so they told the person to come out from the bushes, and sure enough, a guy came around out in the bushes, had his hands up thinking that he was just captured. So just to play along, the reenactor decided to raise his prop gun and next thing you know, the, the person that had his hands up falls to the ground and as if he had been shot and just fades away. And I won't get too much more into different uh into different places because I mean we pretty much heard all the stories except for you know, a lot of y'all probably haven't heard about the ones that I've told. I didn't really want to do too much research into or not research, but speaking on places that you probably heard millions of times. Uh, it's more or less to give my own personal experiences and my take on all these. And like I said, uh. I won't claim to know everything or be 100% accurate, but I do believe that there are hauntings and that 
there be a ghost or if you want to say that they're some type of little demon spirits or pretend to be deceased people. But there are things out there that we can't explain. And it's just something about this time of year that piques a lot of people's interest. Like I said, it it's something that every culture, because everybody, no matter what culture you're in, you might not live exactly the same, look exactly the same, or think exactly the same. However, in every culture, no matter what, we all experience one thing that's in common, and that is death. Now, where we go after death, that that's up to what the person believes, and that's up to whatever happens whenever we get to that point. Me, personally, I think that there's got to be something else out there. I won't I don't know if it's us going to heaven and hell or if it's us being reincarnated, which is a good possibility because of the fact that we're all of the same energy and our energy, when it leaves our body, goes into the cosmos, goes into the rest of existence. So we, in a, in a sense, part of us is being reincarnated. It might not be in the spiritual way that we like to think of, you know, like for argument's sake, just because we go to a place, to a paradise, to a heaven or even a hell, our soul anyways, there's still a part of us that's still left behind. There is still part of us that in our bodies and in our minds that is reincarnated into the ground and reincarnated to the world around us. So that's the reason why I believe that we do have something after life. But to get back to to what brought all this to begin with is that it's Halloween. Not necessarily Halloween or All Hallows Eve or Solwyn or whatever you, other festival or celebrations that we have. But it's one thing that it's just something about it does seem like it's a magical more time of year than any other time of year. Aside from Christmas, of course, because I mean, it's like this is the beginning of whenever like the Celtics during their festivals, they it seems like this is the time of year whenever that veil does open up and the living and the dead and the paranormal, the magic of the universe all collides together. And maybe when that door opens Something stays behind, and that's where you get the hauntings and you get the paranormal activities and whatnot. And somehow, some way, we've knocked down celebrations all into one single day when we celebrate the dead. Because from my understanding, going back to the Celtic times, is that 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 would be celebrated for like three or four days, whereas now. In modern times, we celebrate it one day, and that's October 31st, Halloween. I don't know. What are y'all's thoughts on all this? I mean, I know I rambled on and probably didn't say much of anything other than giving you a ghost story and maybe a few uh, extra haunted locations that maybe y'all want to research on. But I don't know. What are y'all's thoughts on all this? I mean, do y'all believe in ghosts? Do y'all believe in hauntings? Do you think it's just something in our minds? Or do you believe that maybe uh, it is literally a recording in the rocks, in the limestone, or whatever other minerals that are in the ground that holds the energy of the past and releases it to us here now in the future? Or how about this? How? What if maybe, and I'll have to get into a, deeper discussion about this later on, but what if ghosts are actually alternate realities, alternate universes that just happen to clash with ours, and it just happens to be set in a different time frame? I mean, the possibilities are endless on all this. But anyways, I need to wrap this up because I'm probably getting a little bit long on here, and I want to get this out before Halloween. Uh, But yeah, so let me, send me a email, shoot me a message on one of my social media platforms. Uh, I'm pretty much almost everywhere. So I, 
I don't, I'm not as active on a lot of them as I used to be, but if you send me a message on any of them and I receive the notification, I will get back with you. We'll have a discussion on all that I've talked about. Let me know if you think any of this is real or if it's not, or maybe you believe I misspoke on something. Let me know. Like I said, shoot me an email, send me a message on DM. I mean, all my contact informations are on my website, extaboundaries.co. Anyways, I'm out of here for now. Thanks for checking out the second podcast. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be able to get more out to you here soon in the future, at least once a month, if not more. Uh, the next one, I have no idea what that one's going to be about, but uh, I have a few ideas, and it's if I go with them, they may run similar with this episode. We'll see. Anyways, uh, take it easy. Uh, talk to you later, and always remember, it's a crazy world out there, and you got to be crazy to survive it. Later.